0: hope Um, we're talking about friends and specifically a friend a friend we have in Jesus there are a number of songs like we sang tonight that uh, hint at that topic and come right out and of course address that topic as well we've been in the book of Proverbs now for some time going through various topics as it covers all kinds of a range of of things here on this in this life and how to order ourselves and how not to And we have, we're looking uh, tonight at this idea of friends and what the Book of Proverbs has to say about that. And so I want to jump right in. And the first point in my message is the value of a friend. I think all of us here tonight, and uh, those that may listen in on this later or whatever, we understand that uh, we have. A, if you have a friend, you have something that is valuable, uh, something that is far more valuable than any earthly possession. If indeed you have someone who is a good friend or a close friend and the book of proverbs starts off by saying this or one of the first verse i'm going to start off with tonight doesn't start off with this one but it says he who loves purity of heart and has grace on his lips the king will be his friend i remember reading across that verse at one time you know as i came across it in the book of proverbs and i thought well that that really tells you that if a person is, is friendly and a good friend, you might end up being a, a friend with a king. And of course, that indeed is true in um, biblical examples, and there are a number of them. Uh, anybody think of a, a Bible example of, of friendship that stands out? David and Jonathan. That's the first one I thought of, too. Um, anywhere else you th- can think of anything that stands out? Yes, Paul and Timothy, that's another one. And and Paul had a lot of people that were close to him. I say a lot, but more mentioned in his his life. Who else was a friend with with him? Yes, Daniel. Daniel. Yeah, Daniel. And I think of Daniel as a good example of this verse right here. He ended up being a friend to Nebuchadnezzar, uh, in that he still told Nebuchadnezzar the truth. It wasn't always what Nebuchadnezzar wanted to hear but he spoke God's word and God honored that and put him Daniel one who loves purity of the heart and had grace on his lips and he put him in that position as a close counselor to the king and uh, there are others I, I think of Paul and Barnabas that's a good example um, <clears throat> you have a, a Barnabas who um, is able to go and a, and a Silas as well companionship with Paul Um And then you have, well, um, other ones in the Old Testament. Excuse me. We know Abraham was a friend of God. And, of course, he was uh, the greatest of kings, the Lord, not Abraham. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit longer. But there's another one in the scripture that is in Esther. And I was thinking about that where Mordecai ends up being, I, I don't know if you could call it a close friendship, but rather he becomes honored by the king and i think mordecai was a good example of someone who had purity of heart and he did what god wanted him to do um and god put him in a very special place we pick it up in in more in uh, esther chapter six and you remember in this uh, chapter we have haman pr- previous to this and in this chapter as well plotting to kill um mordecai he he was upset at mordecai for not doing what he should do which what what haman thought he should do which was bow uh you know basically uh, break his covenant with with god is what he wanted to do but god would honor mordecai says that night the king could not sleep so one was commanded to bring the book of the records of the chronicles and they were read before the king now i think that always makes me laugh because the king had insomnia. so what does he ask Bring me those records, you know, whatever they are. And all that would have been is a ledger of all the events going on in the kingdom. And it was just a historical record. And it probably would put him to sleep. You know, he needed someone to read him a bedtime story. And it was found written that Mordecai had told of B- Bithana and Teresh, two of the king's eunuchs, the doorkeepers who had sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus and then the king said what honor or dignity has been bestowed on mordecai for this and the king's servants who attended him said nothing has been done for him and we go on to find out that um, the king ends up honoring mordecai and in the whole process of this god would use these sovereign relationships that's what they really were with mordecai with esther with the king uh, with those that plotted to do evil against the jews and he would use that. And sometimes it just goes back to say, you know, it's good to be a good a friend to the king, and to make sure your lips have grace on them. And of course, uh, we can we can say that God definitely used uh, Mordecai in that. And then somebody mentioned Jonathan and uh, David. And in First Samuel twenty-three, it says here. Then Jonathan, Saul's son, <clears throat> and, <clears throat> arose and went to David in the woods and strengthened his hand in God. Now, that's a, that's a neat friend. He would go to David, who was fleeing Saul, who was Jonathan's dad, and here he strengthens, he strengthens David. He strengthens David because Jonathan recognized the hand of God on David and knew that God had anointed David to be the next king. But his dad didn't want to secede and step aside on that. He goes on to say, and he said to him, Do not fear, for the hand of Saul my father shall not find you. You shall be king over Israel, and I shall be next to you. Even my father Saul knows that. So the two of them made a covenant before the Lord, and David stayed in the woods, and Jonathan went to his own house. You see a friendship that is forged there. Later they would testify it was a friendship um, that was a very deep friendship. It went beyond even the friendship a man has with a woman, as the way they described it. It doesn't mean it was something immoral or anything like that. It was just that they were were indeed like brothers. And there was a kin or a friendship that was there that had kindled. um, Because Jonathan and David had submitted to the Lord in that. And again, that verse in Proverbs kind of stands out. I think that's a good illustration. <clears throat> and then there's other ones um, in Scripture. And it says of that verse that we read, um, in, in verse twenty two eleven, it says, He who loves purity of heart and has grace on his lips, the king will be his friend. Sometimes being gracious to someone, including the king, means that you do speak the truth. And we saw that with Mordecai. We saw that with uh, David as well. Like Jonathan doesn't flatter David by saying, you're going to be the next king, and I'm going to be there with you. He was speaking what had already been prophesied. He was speaking forth the word of God. And a good friend will sometimes tell your your friend, as you, you know, tell you what you don't want to hear, even rebuking you. And we see instances of that in scripture. For instance, in Galatians chapter 2, we know early on in uh, after Saul of Tarsus was converted the apostle Paul um, he ends up going to Jerusalem and he stays with Peter uh, some 15 days it says there and then some 14 years later he's now coming to well he's, he's been through the province of Galatia and visited these churches that have started and he discovers that legalism has set in and They have begun to mix the law with grace, and and it it bothers Paul. But in the middle of that, um, we have the account of the fact that even Peter was caught up in that. And it says here in chapter 2, verse 11, Now, when Peter had come to Antioch, he says, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. It wasn't because he hated Peter. They were friends and fellow apostles. For before certain men came from uh, James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself fearing those who were of the circumcision. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him. So that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. Now we know that Paul was good friends with Barnabas. We know he was good friends with Peter. And he Still, took the opportunity when he saw error in a brother's life, in a friend's life, to withstand him to his face, and a friend does that, and a friend can get away with that as well. A lot of times, if he's truly your friend, and I think that's an illustration too. And by the way, both of those men went on uh to obviously have repented of that. Now, what the, the repentance issue here was, if you caught it there in the text, was that Peter was being a hypocrite he would eat with the jews and he would separate himself from the gentiles But as soon as the jews left he would go and befriend the gentiles and we knew that early on in scripture of course there is no distinction uh, the bible says between in christ between jew and gentile you're part of the church of god and you're under that same uh, in that same entity together one body and peter was playing the hypocrite for a season even an apostle could do that right and again that should also let us understand that Peter was not infallible Uh, that is taught that he was the for example he was the first pope and the infallibility of the papacy uh, arises out of tradition and all of that but Peter himself recognized he was a sinner and that he needed a savior and I think Peter um, uh, you know in this case as well shows that he wasn't without error even as an apostle and another apostle could kindly rebuke him for those things <clears throat> there's a, book, a a verse in colossians chapter 4 verse 6 says this let your speech always be with grace seasoned with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer each one i don't think that's only in the house of god i think that's everywhere that as a christian one of your highest callings is to have your your speech seasoned with grace. It doesn't always happen that way. I mean, I know I've, I've said things at times and I wish I'd never said those, and I think that is not what a Christian should say or act like, in that you may have had somebody uh, slight you or, or insult you or whatever, and it's easy to go right back and cut with those words. And instead, he wants us to be gracious. And I'm thankful God's teaching me even now. Uh, 30 plus years into knowing him that i need to be more gracious and sometimes what is not said or seasoned with salt and the idea of seasoning something with salt means that you're adding to it and flavoring it you're preserving it you know that's what salt's used for it was used as a medicinal purpose of antiseptic as well and you could pour salt in a wound and 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 all of that you don't want to do that it hurts but all of that really describes kind of way a friend is. A friend should add that seasoning to your life and should make you better. Make sure that you're that kind of friend. And of course, there are um times when, well, and like I said, that the wounds of a friend are, are worth it. Proverbs 27, verse 6 says, The wounds from a lover are worth it. Kisses from an enemy do you in. And in this case, it's, it's talking about that intimacy that maybe somebody has a, a husband and a wife, a lover in that relationship. And those kind of wounds done in love are okay. They're worth it. But then the kisses from an enemy will do you in. I think of Judas, right? As he comes to Jesus and he kisses him and that kiss was not a kiss of friendship a kiss of love it was a kiss of rejection and it was a kiss that would betray Jesus Judas knew that and like I said there are instances in scripture where you read of uh, God describing um, those close to him as his friend for example Isaiah 41 8 but you Israel are my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, the descendants of Abraham, my friend. God tells Isaiah, Abraham was my friend. I like that. Um, I've had, over the years, various friends and all that. I can remember as a kid, though, uh, being on the school ground, and I had a friend who, (laughs) dear friend, I'm still friends with him today, and we, we see each other there every now and again. He lives in Fort Kent, and I can remember um, my friend Eldon. He was uh, about a year older than the rest of us in the class, and just a little bit less than that, I guess, for me. But Eldon um, was a guy that he, he sort of came into his muscles and strengths and all that, and he was just a nice guy. He still is a nice guy. And um, uh, I'm not saying anything behind his back that, he, you know, I tell him, you know, he's, he is. He's just a nice guy. But he was a good friend of mine. And we were close throughout our grade school years. And I always liked hanging out with him because you know what? No one else would pick on you when he was there because he was kind of, you know, had the muscles before the rest of us got him and all that stuff. And I, I always felt like he was the kind of friend that I needed, not because of his own strength, but just he was a good guy. And I, I think back to that, that it's good when God says to somebody, you're my friend, you know? But I think it's even better when you say, hey, God's my friend, right? Uh, who's going to pick on you? or Who's going to hurt you? Who's going to... and what better counsel than right straight from God in Proverbs chapter 27 verse 9 it says ointment and perfume delight the heart and the sweetness of a man's friend gives delight by hearty counsel that's a, a good illustration hearty counsel that means from the heart not just brushing somebody off in that in t- chapter 27 verse 17 as iron sharpens iron so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend and there's that idea of a true friend will make you better like iron sharpens iron it makes uh, let's say two cutting instruments even better and more effective because both can sharpen each other and a friend is like that and the illustration is used that that's how a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Uh, Brings you even closer in that. Well, the book of Proverbs also talks about not only the value of a friend, but how to be a friend. How to be a friend. I think that's good. Um, Proverbs 18.24, and this verse, it's actually going to be used again here as well because it's a two-part verse, but it says a man who has friends must himself be friendly. And, And by the way, it's kind of, backwards right um, it should say a man who is friendly will have friends right that kind of thing but it's, it's saying a man who has friends must himself be friendly in other words he's he's already mastered that part of it and we are to be friendly to people uh, it's I understand some people's personalities are a little different than others and not everybody's all outgoing and that kind of thing but there's a lot of ways to show friendship to people And even showing friendship to unsaved people. doesn't mean you become friends with the world, right? James warns against that. But it's the idea of being friendly in the world. Uh, I think one of the poets uh, put it best when he said this, If you would find a friendly world, there's much for you to do. For you must first befriend the world, then it befriendeth you. And really, good advice. If you're going to go out in the world and want some friends, better be friendly. And we could all probably be a little more friendly, right? It's, uh, it's good to do that. It doesn't mean, like I said, embracing uh, bad friendships. That's also warned against in the book of Proverbs, right? And a, pr- a friend will forget uh, mistakes. Uh, the, where the Bible says, love covers a multitude of sin that's true that doesn't mean you don't deal with sin you don't just cover it up you don't do, but it does you don't go dig it up see someone who's an enemy will dig it up our enemy satan who is the accuser of the brethren he's always digging up our past sometimes it's not that far removed past but he's digging it up sometimes we lay things out there for him to find very easy too but listen a friend is able to bring healing and restoration and is able to, um, to do that. A man who has friends must show himself friendly. And in Proverbs 17, verse 9, it says, He who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. And so here you are, a covering of a transgression, in other words, a forgiveness aspect of it, um, seeks it in love. And I think that should be the way we are. You know, a lot of people come through the doors of churches and whatever else or have interaction with Christians and sometimes Christians aren't loving. And the worst thing you can do is go out, dig up some sin or something like that, repeat it, and guess what it's going to do? Separate, separate, separate. And that happens. Proverbs sixteen twenty eight: A perverse man sows strife, and a whisperer separates the best of friends. Oh, that's true. The drama that is involved sometimes in friendships. And I'm sort of in that age now, or I don't have a lot of that drama in my life, but I remember in those younger years, high school or wherever, and you had somebody who was a friend, another friend, and one would whisper against this, and all of a sudden some, some rumor comes out, it had nothing to do with you, but you're caught up in it. Then everybody's mad at each other but it does carry over in many people's lives how many marriages have been broken up or relationships have been scarred because someone was out there sowing discord by the way that's one of the things God hates it says in Proverbs 6 right he who sows discord among the brethren and that happens don't be someone who is a gossip um, and just to seek to talk about somebody And by the way, it's easy to get sucked into that, isn't it? You end up getting into a conversation. All of a sudden, the conversation turns to this person and all their problems. And that person's not even there to defend themselves. And it ends up being a a real mess. Do not forsake your own friend or your father's friend, nor go to your brother's house in the day of your calamity. Better is a neighbor nearby than a brother far away. I like that. And what it tells us here is that we must not forsake our friends. Don't just give up on your friends, right? How can you be a friend, right? Proverbs nineteen six. Here, it also tells us this: that um, not to, to be one who just uses flattery to try to get friends. Proverbs nineteen six. Many entreat. Intrig- the favor of the nobility, and every man is a friend to one who gives gifts, right? In other words, everybody wants to be a friend with someone who's able to go out there and give you something in return. It's a lot harder to be a friend to somebody that can't do that. And uh, the Bible talks about the poor man is hated even by his own neighbor, but the rich has many friends. And that's just an observation, isn't it? I mean, how many people walk by somebody in their poverty and misery sometimes their affliction of that maybe it's people that haven't it wasn't any fault of their own sometimes people fall in hard times and and they just uh, you know that's not my friend i'm gonna keep going sometimes it's going to cost us in our friendships wealth makes many friends but the poor is separated from his friend hmm Proverbs 19.7 All the brothers of the poor hate him. How much more do his friends go far from him? He may pursue them with words, yet they abandon him. And there are many instances of that. As I said, you might find yourself in that situation or knowing somebody in that situation. Great opportunity to befriend somebody. He who blesses his friend with a loud voice rising early in the morning, it will be counted a curse to him. That's flattery. You know, you open up the, the window and your neighbor's out there in the yard. Oh, I have such a good neighbor. He's just the greatest. Didn't you hear that, honey? He's the greatest. And it's just flattery. Why? Because you probably want to go over and borrow something from him, you know, or whatever else. It, and, and that kind of flattery just brings a curse, is what it is. True friendship is something that um, is molded at a much deeper level. And beware of flattery. The Italians have a saying. It says, he who praises you more than he is wont to do, either has deceived you or is about to. So that is true. Thirdly, the greatest friend. And this is Proverbs 18, 24 again. Because the end of this verse, it says, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And if you want to find the greatest of friends, it's the, the friend Jesus. We sang that song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Have you paused to think and reflect on that? That Jesus, the Savior, God the Son, wants to be your friend. As I mentioned earlier, we read from Isaiah where Abraham was called God's friend. James repeats that, and the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. And by the way, it doesn't say that in the Genesis count. It says it in Isaiah. But James mixes the two right in there, talking about Abraham being a friend, a friend of God. And again, I, I'm thankful for that. And it's a really the picture here is a perfect balance between somebody who not only trusts the Lord in that, but he also does. And that's what a good friend is like, right? A friend is someone who is reliable and they're there and they're that way but they're also active it's a kind of action and that's how abraham believed god it wasn't just a passive form of belief it was something active wasn't it how about moses says so the lord spoke to moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend moses was a friend of god and he would return to the camp but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. And then, of course, the Bible itself, Jesus talks about friendship. One of the greatest discourses on it is found in John 15. And you have here, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. And then it goes on to say, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. You see the picture here? A friendship. And by the way, you go back to those previous ones, you have like, you have Moses or Abraham who are willing to even do that and to lay down their lives for that friendship with God. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. Wow. The great thing about being a friend of Jesus and Jesus being your friend, is that he tells you what the Father wants us to do. He gives us insight. And a friend's like that. A friend should make us better, and we should know more because of our friends. And in this case, that's um, you know that's what he's talking about. And by the way, as I mentioned earlier, that doesn't mean that you go out and forge bad friendships because the world is like that and james warns of that in james 4 4 when he says adulterers and adulteresses do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with god whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of god so we don't want that kind of friendship friendship that's rooted only in the world but has to be rooted in christ and friendship makes us stronger and better because of that. Helen Baker Parker wrote this in a little poem. Today a man discovered gold and fame. Another flew the stormy seas. Another saw an unnamed world of flame. One found the germ of a disease. But what high fates my path attend... For I, today, I found a friend. I like that. Friends make us better. The story goes of Jackie Robinson, who was the first black major league player in, uh, in baseball. And when he broke through the color barrier, as they called it, um, he came into stadiums as a black man um, who was uh, tremendously ridiculed and hated by many. Um, when he entered into some of these, and even in his home stadium with the Dodgers, he, um, people, if he, if he had like made a, an error or anything like that or didn't play up to the speed, he, it, it was the crowds would boo him and they would throw things at him and they would haul all kinds of racist things at him. And, and he was just a, a very... You know, gentlemen through that whole process of that, and it was worse when he was in another stadium of a of a team that they were playing against. Uh, they would sometimes even try to get at him and uh, provoke him in that. But as the story goes, on that first season with the Dodgers, Jackie Robinson, who played second base for them, um, had made an error. And again, his home crowd, his home team began to boo and throw things on the field. And Pee Wee Reese, who was the shortstop, Pee Wee Reese went up and in the midst of all the booing and all that was going on, he just went up and he put his arm around Jackie Robinson. And the crowd just started to hush. And that spoke volumes, not only to... uh, jackie robinson who who would say this he said when the friends fans uh grew quiet he uh, said that arm around me that arm of a friend saved my career <laughs> you know and they counted each other as great friends and were, were like that but i often think about that you know true friendship goes beyond uh you know racial barriers and all of that and of course being a Christian uh, we can have friends deep friends within the church and without the church as well you know obviously in a different level with people who do not know the Lord but to be friendly to them and to show that kind of compassion that Christ has and to be able to stand with them in that um, important have you found that kind of friend are you that kind of friend I hope so let's pray lord we are grateful for your word and again as we've gone down through this topic tonight i'm thankful god for the friends in my life uh, over the years that have put so much into me and lord those that are here and those that are in our church and and throughout uh, lord um just the the church universal where they have invested in us in my life and thank you lord for the companionship of my wife and her friendship and lord what a blessing it is to have friends and so lord we thank you more than anything that you are a friend in jesus name amen